This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. This is another episode of the show about nothing. Welcome back to your radio or, uh, I don't know, phone, uh, maybe even podcast app. We <laughs> are um, a little bit less people than usually in the studio, but this semester has been a little on and off um, with us being in remote uh, corona positions. But today I welcome uh, my dear co-host Fatima in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, hello. Happy to be here again to see your face live. Yeah, has been a while that we have been actually physically been recording together. It's me, Marie. Most of you maybe know my voice. Um, and unfortunately, Max, our um, very male voice on this show, is a bit busy in the showdown of this semester today, fixing some deadlines and projects. So wishing you good luck and uh, missing you here today, Max. Yeah. Um, also, I'm I'm personally a bit sad because, you know, we've had this joke going on with me being constantly stressed, having to write my thesis this uh, semester, and I actually managed to turn it in and I wanted to show off my relaxed post uh, yeah! hand in Marie. Bravo, Marie! And he isn't even here to see me, so yeah. I feel like bummer. You, I feel like he's. Uh, you guys have two very different approaches. You have like this constant, constant level of stress throughout the semester, and he's like, "I'm gonna pr- procrastinate until last week, and I'll I'll be up for 24 hours, like you know, well, 78 hours straight, just yeah. working <laughs> his butt off to fix the deadlines." Indeed, but I think that variety makes us uh, hopefully cool, as cool as I perceive us. Or so. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. We cool, we cool. Yeah. So <laughs> since uh, I haven't seen you in a while anything I need to know how how has life been uh life how has life been it's been like how a month since I've seen you that's long but um I mean I'm also like I have been doing more like Max and procrastinating a bit so I have a lot of studies to <laughs> pick up as more well. like Max yeah <laughs> Max I'll be, I've, I've been maxing let's make it a term yeah um yeah so I'm also quite working quite hard now to uh, send in all the papers and stuff that I need to do because it's yeah it's the end of semester uh but um what else I mean I don't know is corona still a topic here in uh, your life or uh, sure like I've been uh, actually self-isolating for for two weeks because oh. I have yeah I Nico my partner he he uh, uh, he lost his taste for like a few days and then he got it back and then I lost taste oh um so and I, I heard that that was like something that might you know be a sign of corona so we were like staying home and so we've just been like we bought a lot of uh, video games to our playstation <laughs> so we're just playing a lot of video <laughs> One games one way and, to do yeah yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> cool. and eating a lot of chocolate and feeling sorry for ourselves home at home was, I've actually nice. I've actually been hearing that like by now so many people in Sweden since there was no strict like uh, how do you say restrictions and you needed to really stay in at home it was more always up to the individual that if there's going to be a second wave uh, Sweden is going to be so much like better yeah. compared to the rest of the world because all of us or a lot of us are now immune because we just got it somewhere mm. so, yeah uh, it makes me think of my um, when I was a kid my mom was always like just go outside eat catch it do whatever because it's good for your, your immune <laughs> system <laughs> <Catch> <laughs> <it>. yeah <laughs> you know you be a child working in the like li- play, working 
playing in the playground and you yeah. just have dirty hands and you put it in your mouth and stuff. Yeah. And it's good for your immune system. And it, I think uh, I think it kind of rings uh, with the the idea that Sweden has had uh, when it comes to Corona. And maybe maybe it'll be all worth it. We've well, let's hopefully, let's fingers hope crossed. So, yeah. yeah. Um, before we move on to some more content, maybe it's about time to uh, release the topic of today's show. It's a uh, let's say ambiguous one. It um, has probably kept each of us already busy at some point in our lives, um, and we are talking about doubts today. Yeah. All kinds of doubts, and why do we have them? What can I we do about them? I doubt we'll make it through this. <laughs> We doubt we make it through <laughs> this, but we'll see. No, uh, it'll be good, it'll be good. Oh my God, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank God this isn't live. Du lyssnar på K103 Göteborg Studentradio. Hey, and uh, welcome back to the studio. You're listening to the show about nothing with today's topic of doubts. It's such a charged word. Just hearing it makes my belly, like, um, makes me feel nervous. Yeah. Having this little, yeah, kind of, it's kind of a heavy, it, it can be a really heavy topic, but maybe that is related to what we kind of, like, connected to in our memory or what emotions we, like, yeah. In our previous lives. In our previous lives, yes. Uh, to start off uh, in a very, uh, how do you say? Academic. Uh, academic way, exactly. <laughs> um, we would like to share the definition by the Cambridge Dictionary, which actually says that doubt is a feeling of not being certain about something, especially about how good or true it is. You want some yeah. examples? I If think you want, funny. yeah, share some yeah. examples. I'm having doubts about... His ability to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> If there is any doubt about the rocket's engines, we ought to cancel the launch. The oh. prosecution... Sorry, I'm going to do the last yeah. one. <laughs> the prosecution has to establish his guilt beyond reasonable doubt. Well, <laughs> there's But, like I just really also like that one. I've never had any doubt that you would win. This is like me in every game of this <laughs> podcast or show. I'm just always, yeah, whatever is my opponent, whoever is gonna, you know, gamble against me here, uh, I'm never doubting that they would win. Because, yeah. yeah. You will win. I mean, I, I have day. no doubt that you will win. There are so many puns and word things <laughs> here today. I also think we haven't, when it comes to the games, just a side note, but I don't think we have been in your... Um, Like it's been so like Max is a gamer. We've done like games uh, and he's American. So he knows stuff about America. And maybe I don't know. It's, mm. it's been kind of up his alley and not yours. We I need to change that being like I've done a lot of games and I maybe have been discriminating you a little bit. No, it's it's really fine. You know, I, what, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning. It's it's good. It's it's good. It's real life experience here. It's just going to make me so much more. How do you say self um, confident? Yeah. Sure. I'm walking out of this studio every time being more <laughs> self-confident. Yeah, so um, a feeling of not being certain. That is something that, like, especially now for me, is coming up a lot, I feel, because, you know, you've been, like, studying for a lot of uh, time and long years, and then you make it to this point where you, like, hand in and you're, like, almost done. And then the big scary reality of, like, after student life is approaching and it's connected to a lot of uncertainty for me because I don't really have too many plans yet. I'm like in the phase of making them hopefully. So 
I'm doubting a lot. Like, what do I want to do? What do I think I can do now? What have mm. I learned? Am I qualified for this or that? And it's it's very interesting. Um, it's yeah. scary, I think, uh, personally. But I, I don't have. I haven't finished a master's, so my my direction isn't very clear. Mm. But I think um, I think also there's certain like society societal. Do you say that expectations mm-hmm. from the society where where you we're also kind of in an age that you're supposed to kind of know maybe how at least have some notion of what you want to do because we're approaching 30 and mm. you know um i don't know <laughs> we're approaching 30 yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. can you imagine uh so uh, it's 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 putting a lot of doubts in my head and i i, I mean i am not i'm far from done with my studies really it's really interesting also to what is coming up out of this conversation now is also that apparently with like with a certain age or with like the coming and going of years, uh, like the expectations towards you and towards your performance and towards you knowing what you would like to do with your life are like certainly increasing in some mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. which is then also connected to like, I would say norms and yeah, uh, yeah like patterns of a culture maybe even mm-hmm. so. But uh, you can just say, uh, you know, w- when you were you were a kid and you were like, hey, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be, I don't know, an actor or a spy or whatever. And and those things, like in le- at least in my head, like I wanted to be um, in theater. I want to do uh, comedy musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to, mu- to do musicals. And, and now... I feel like so I'm I'm approaching this age where it's kind of do or die like I if I want to do theater mm-hmm. I have to do it now or if not, like but it's nothing like I haven't done that in so many years so it's like as you get older you kind of lose qualification for doing it as well I I find it like these are just personal feelings mm-hmm. like not I'm not saying that that's how how it is but you know it reminds me, I find it interesting, it reminds me of a conversation I recently had uh, about this, like what did you think you wanted to be as a kid when you were grown up and um, now that you have maybe reached that, I don't know, I don't know if you're ever going to feel like really grown up or mature. Mm. Um, yeah, I but, still feel real, weird saying yeah. I'm an adult. Like, yeah, hey. I know. So now as I'm an adult, I still go, so now I'm a, as I'm kind of an adult I'm yeah. not sure you know I'm like halfway there yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no but I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, she was really impressed and she was like wow look at you you're finishing your studies now and you've done so much and yet I can really see the red thread like going through your last years and it's so cool you've really been like authentic and honest to yourself and your like fascination about languages and cultures and I was very impressed because I I really don't feel like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, it's so nice that from the outside, apparently people perceive me as if I have like a plan and I'm following some kind of structure. Yeah. Um, And then she, like, I I made her elaborate and in in what way she perceives me like this. And then I realized that this is like such a mismatch with my like self-perception and it was a very nice moment it was very beautiful and then I kept like analyzing my uh, I don't know past decisions through the lens of someone else maybe and Mm. I I realized that yeah you you could if you want to interpret it in that way you could say that I don't know it's in a certain direction it was you know relating to all the things I've been doing over the years but 
in the here and now sometimes it's really like i just feel like this uh unrelated weird like semi-adult person that uh yeah so i think it's we're also like really the hardest or hard i mean it's, it's yeah. classic but we're hardest on ourselves and sometimes i i have to I, I I kind of need that external reassurance in some like people to tell me, but no, you're like you've done this and this and this and this is cool and you, that's inspiring because you kind of lose yourself uh, in your thoughts sometimes and you just start doubting a lot uh, of the person you are and like when when the person you are and and how you want to be or perceive yourself is uh, when. How is it Freud? You know the me and the yeah, ideal yeah. me. Or I, don't I know think what it's yeah, with these like three parts. Yeah, of your, mm. when you're like very disconnected, you start feeling unhappy. So you need and I uh, I recognize that in myself, and then I go to others, which is like, hey, I'm in need of desperate need of, of reassurance from others. But yeah, that's kind of a personality trait of mine, and I need people to like help me get recentered again mm. in some way. Yeah, when you now talk about like. So you actually have uh, behavior that you then go out, Look, you realize that, oh, I'm in need of reassurance. And then you also go and actively search for that reassurance in, I don't know, friends, uh, mm. relatives or so on. Um, do you remember what was like the last moment when you were really doubting about something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. It was fairly recently. Um I mean, this is so personal, but I'm going to share it anyway. But I I always wanted to have children. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my family, like my mother was a very young mother. Uh, she had us as a teenager, all like the three eldest children. She wasn't like when she had three when she was 19. And my older si sister, she had a daughter when she was 20. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, we're approaching 30. So I'm I'm starting to like feel pressure that not like pressure internal like coming from myself like yeah. I want to have children and and I want to like make a life that um, allows me to have children and provide for them uh, but at the same time it's kind of like what direction do I choose to make this possible like this life of having children possible in the way that I want it and, and so for me it's like we were talking about studies and like what you want to do and and I really want to I want to have stability in my life and I want to have a job that, you know, so it's, it's, it's job doubts. Like, do mm. I, do I, you know, I was talking, talking about theater. Do I go into theater school? Do I, which would make yeah. the children part take even longer and stuff like that. So my doubts were really about like what direction uh, my life should take. Yeah. And uh, it's hard. I still don't know. I'm still doubting, you know. I really, I, I hear you on that. Thanks for sharing um, yeah. your personal story here as well. I, I really understand maybe from from the approach that I'm also female, so I might have, you know, thought about a similar thing as well. Um, but I think it's very um, interesting to actually like, starting to think about this topic of, you know, f having a family and uh, having kids. First, you think that, you know, it's it's about it's like in a way about like, do I want to be a mother or do I want to have kids or not? Mm. But then if you th develop that thought further, you actually end up in this like job security, society, income, money, economics, which mm. I think is saying a lot about our society because we also define ourselves so much about uh, or through what we are doing, through like the activity we are doing. And since we are, you know, we are in desperate need to generate money to be able to afford a living for 
we need money for everything in that society. So mm. it is so important what we end up working. And then we also like in this idealistic individual uh, world where you know you're supposed to not just work anything but also combine your talents and your interests and it's so much pressure and yeah. it's so much like stress to be sure about all of this so yeah. I totally understand you doubting about this yeah I, I wanted to uh, add just a small thing when it comes to because I also uh, when you were talking about being female I remember having me like i always wanted to be so i'm i i'm i'm a woman and uh, i've been taught to live as a woman in two different so my father is moroccan and my mom's swedish and i have like two different uh, teachings kind of um and uh when it comes to there's a contradiction that i'm constantly constantly living with because i want to be this modern woman who doesn't want children or doesn't want mar- aspire to marriage mm-hmm. and all this stuff but at the same time i really do want it so it's like i'm constantly battling myself internally when it comes to these uh, these questions i think it's quite typical i don't think i'm unique in that at that on that point but yeah but it's um it's an annoying s- fact for certain women i think when i was um when i was uh, preparing for that show a little bit i was also finding like the most influential factors that are um that are like relating to doubt and it comes up a lot that it's actually society and norms um culture and your upbringing and yeah that's basically like the way and the place where we are raised and in what way we are raised and this kind of need to because we are you know most of human beings are enjoying being part of a collective and being part of a group Mm. because this is probably like a very old instinct we have because it just helped us survive so it kind of like stays within us still that we like to surround ourselves with uh, friends and other human beings and i think this need to fit in and to do things in a certain way to be accepted in that kind of group mm. is uh, really connected a lot to also doubting if you then end up maybe not sharing the opinion or not sharing that belief or something so yeah mm. oh my god we're approaching 30 yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> useless <laughs> let's try that again thank god this isn't live Wow, uh, tough, <laughs> tough, uh, tough things. And uh, I wanted to turn the question to you. Like, have mm-hmm. you? What's the late last thing you have felt doubts about, not concerning your studies that you already shared? Yeah, that's good because it would be like a <laughs> yeah. repetition of a repetition. I think for me, being a German here in Sweden that moved here for several reasons, uh, my studies, but also mostly my relationship because my partner is living here and. Uh, I thought it was too far to, you know, go between two countries constantly. Um, Also, you wouldn't have been able to now during Corona. Yeah, most likely that too. Um, It was, uh, I think it is, uh, this is a constant doubt, but also the most recent one, because now I'm done and I feel that I have to pick again. Where do I want to live and where do I want to be? And where do I also maybe want to settle now? Because I mm. feel in a way as a student, you always feel like this nomad of uh, I'm here for a while and then I might be there for a while. And it's great if you love traveling, you, you can go traveling. If you want to study abroad, you can study abroad. And it's it's I, I like that and I enjoyed that a lot um, to be not too bound to one place and uh, I feel that now I want to arrive somewhere and I find it really really hard to really know what I want and where I want to be and I want to also you know I'm this uh, individualistic 
girl that I don't want to be somewhere just because of my partner. I want to be there because I want to be there. And I'm trying to really hear into myself, like, what do you actually feel right now? Like, what do you want? Do you miss mm. home? Would you like to go back to your, I don't know, culture, your family close? Or do you actually like what you've built for yourself here in Sweden? So I think for me, it's, um, I don't know if it ties into like identity But for me, it's a little bit this like sense of belonging and where do I want to be at the moment that mm. is like making me doubt. Like yeah. where do you want to create yourself? Yeah, like Can establish really yourself this. on your own. I recognize that. I remember because I've been with uh, my my partner for almost seven years and uh, we met in France and uh, I was doing a class in school and my teacher like fairly early, like a few months into our relationship, like we were we were really friendly with my teacher and and she gave me like a like a fair warning or like a little heads up like that she because she had moved because of uh, a partner once and mm -hmm. it ended because she started to feel like you know i wasn't doing this for myself or whatever and she she was like so that's um like beware of that like try mm -hmm. to really find your own thing that was her advice and i remember that i was like what, who are you telling me what to do you know but because i was yeah i was quite young but younger Uh, but it, it, she absolutely planted some doubts, and in the end, I think it's been really good for um, for me. I, like we've, at least in our relationship, we've been trying to like have it equal. Like I've lived in France for a few years, and he's living in Sweden now. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's oh, it's hard. It's like this eternal balancing act, maybe. Of I think it's also wrong to say that you know. For whatever reason you decide to move to a place, if it's the person or if it's the family or if it's just that you like the cult the culture, the country so much, I think all of those reasons are valid. I agree. And yeah. none of them is better than the other. And I mean, depending on, you know, your upbringing, maybe in your background, you might say that, oh, but how can you choose a partner over your family? Because, you know, family is what matters most. But mm. for other people... Um, This is not like this. So mm. I think it is um, a sensitive topic and we have to all remember that like any reason that you base your decision on is like a valid one. And that's that's something that helps me. Mm. Uh, I don't know, navigating through that. Uh, I don't know, waters of insecurity and uncertainty. Yeah, and uh, like for now, I, as long as I'm feeling good, I think it's fine to be here. And at the moment, it looks like I'm I might be staying in Sweden for a while longer. I haven't decided. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I um, don't know how long that while will be, but it feels like I need some more time, and uh, mm. I don't feel really that I have seen yet. enough. So yeah. yeah. I think it's, um, this is just me personally, but I also think it's really, like, you cannot, because you're always, like, creating ideas of what it would be like doing something, and it's never really as you think it, it will be. So I um, I think one just has to do and see if it fits or not, and you can always change change ideas, but that's just how I, I feel about, like, moving and doing things like that. I rem like, I have a lot of friends that are, like, because I, I, I moved, I've lived a few years abroad in different places, and And I remember my like friends from my native like small village, mm -hmm. uh, in it's called Halstavik. People were like, "Wow, well, you know." When I got back, they were like, "Wow, you're so brave. You moved mm. abroad and everything." And, and I just don't when you when you do something like that, it's not. I I mean personally, I don't feel it as a brave thing. It's just like you adapting to something new. Um, and I mean, I I feel like it's been equally hard to adapt to Ecuador or 
Barcelona that has to just move to Gothenburg, which is another Swedish city. Like it's it's just like something new. Yeah, but uh, that like brings me back to this conversation I also had with a friend. I mentioned uh, earlier um, that she said, "Wow, you've you know been following up your uh, interests so much, and I can see the red thread in your life, and I'm admiring you for it." And then. I was just thinking that, well, I didn't see that maybe like this because I am surrounded by people who have done similar things. Mm, yeah, So absolutely. it did not seem like it's a special thing. And uh, yeah, so basically also that like comparing yourself to others mm. and then defining what's normal based on that, like of the result of this comparison. Mm. And um, while the last song was playing, uh, I remembered um, a postcard I once got when I was way younger um, that was a little bit about this like comparing yourself to others and maybe can be related to today's topic of doubting um, it was a fish swarm that was swimming on that postcard from left to right and they were like white so they all had the same color and then there was one red fish in that fish swarm um, that was going into the opposite direction so it was swimming from right to left and uh, the headline was even though you're like even the ones that are going against the stream are orienting themselves in the direction of the stream mm. because they actively decide to not follow but turn into the opposite direction and that really like resembled within me and I thought about it for a while because I I think it's very interesting like even though we think we're like those rebels doing something completely different we're still using We're the still stream. using the yeah. norm or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's super interesting in how you're. I mean, uh, we were talking about survival earlier. I know personally, I feel like if I had gone from the middle in, of the postcard straight up, mm. I probably. I mean, from just in my head, I just imagine someone go living in the forest for yeah. ten years alone. You know, and I don't think I would even survive, especially since I need the reassurance of others. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey bear, can you please? Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, you want to eat me? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a super in interesting image, um, and I think it goes pretty well with what we're talking about right now. Oh my god, we're approaching thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank God, this isn't live. Maybe we've been uh, elaborating enough on like what makes us doubt and why and how can that be influenced. Uh, maybe it's about time to move to a bit brighter aspect of that topic, how to get over those doubts or how to maybe deal with uh, yeah with this. I mean, we already heard one um, example from you that you, you go and like search for reassurance and if you get it, you eventually managed to I don't know realign myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> realign yeah. Um, uh, I actually think that one of my biggest problems is that I always compare myself to others mm. which is really not healthy and um, now when I was uh, writing my thesis that was really intense because I kept thinking that or I kept doubting that I'm not good enough I can't do this everyone else is better and then you get really blind for what you're actually like achieving and what you're actually like managing with all your hard work and I had I, I'm this postcard person so <laughs> I actually got like a postcard from my boyfriend that said um, the enemy of all luck is comparing yourself to others and like sometimes I just had this as a page marker in my little notebook and I would like read it and be remembering oh 
right? And it helped me to have this as a mantra, like to just remind myself every now and then that, hey, focus on what you're actually doing. And it doesn't really matter what product the others are hmm. uh, producing. I think, yeah, I, uh, it sounds like you're... Um, so I think... I'm I'm going to talk a bit mm -hmm. about you, a bit about my partner, and then a bit about me, uh, because we, we all have different. Um, if I'm judging your, you correctly here, but it it sounds like your your like visual aid is good for you as reminders of certain things. Yeah, I think I'm a very visual person. Yeah, I also um, learn most like or remember most things when I actually see them. So yeah, it makes me think of um, I used to do. Uh, I was a job I had a long time ago and. It was like one of these pyramid schemes, but whatever. And I went to the pyramid leader's house and she had like put up images and quotes and like everything around her apartment about like how great she is and what she wants to achieve and all these things. And she was like, I don't know, this overly, for me, psychopathic, happy uh, person. Uh, but I think some people really work with visual aid. And I, mm -hmm. I, I think... Um, I think we're all a bit different uh, on that, like on how we work. And my partner, for example, he needs to always um, externalize his thoughts. He's like one of those p people that always has a pad and notepad and, mm. and a pen and is always writing every morning. He's, he's writing in his little journal about things he's doubting on. And, and one thing he typically does is that he writes down like how he's feeling, what his, his doubts are, and then he answers them by this is how I want to feel and this is how like... Mm. And that works really well for him. I think I'm one of those people that kind of hide. You know, the ho horses have these uh, shade uh, yeah, things. Yeah. I think that's more like how how I work. I try to not think about doubts too much and just do things. Um, and so I don't like I don't give myself the opportunity to doubt really. But I don't think necessarily that's super healthy. Um, but I, I see similarities uh, in the way I work with my sister that also lives with me. She's two years younger and she's also very like do, do, do. And then, uh, you know, it's done and you don't have to think I, about it too much. I um, I think that's that's really interesting or there's cert most certainly like a lot of people out there doing that. And just like when you said your sister says do, 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 or you also tell yourself, you know, Fatima, just, you know, do it because mm. you'll see if it works out or not mm. i think that's also a very brave uh, approach in some kind of way and i think it's funny because you know the the, the sneaker sportswear brand nike that's their slogan just do just it just do it yeah like even if you i don't know related to sports like if you're the most unsporty person if you just do it you'll eventually get there and get better so mm. I started like when I was thinking about this topic of the show. I was seeing their their slogan for the first time in a very different light. Yeah, yeah. I always thought like, well, just do it. You know, you've heard it so much that it doesn't even mean anything to you anymore. Mm. And that's like I, I found it a really cool slogan. And, and as I you know wanted to bring in some research uh, into that um, recording as well, I uh, I also found a quote by the painter Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. um, he, I mean, it is known that he also had its like psychological ups and downs. And He's the one with the ear, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the one that yeah. cut off his ear. And uh, he was painting a lot of nice sunsets, I guess. Uh, <laughs> not too much of an art expert, though. Uh, but he said, if you, hear, <laughs> if you hear a voice within you that says you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. Mm. So he is a painter. I thought like having that quote by him... What like that says that he was probably thinking a lot of times that oh I'm not good enough at painting and mm. then 
look at what he did. He just painted anyway, and yeah. now he has his own museum. Yeah, fancy, yeah. fancy boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's interesting. I, I I like both quotes actually, but I want to clarify that I'm not. Like I also have, um, I'm not um, to, I'm not, I'm d not just a doer, doer, doer. Like mm. I know some people are like, hey, I'm gonna go and I don't know, save the world, become super famous, super this and this and this. And that's not really uh, how I how I am. But I'm, uh, it's more of a in a smaller scale. Like, uh, say I'm gonna have a uh, friends over, have friends over for for dinner or whatever. Um, and then uh, I have to prepare it. And you know, there's also social like codes that come into play. You know, you you need to. Yeah, I don't know. Be cheerful and and, and mm, a, ho yeah. a nice host and whatever. And I ca maybe it's because I kind of think I maybe I have because I have it down. Like I know how to cook. I know how to prepare stuff. And I know like I I enjoy having people, but over. But um, but sometimes you're not really feeling up for being social. Yeah. Um, and I mean the thought can just cross my mind, and then I'm like, no, but you know you're gonna love it, and you do it. So it's kind of like that kind of small scale uh, doubts where I'm just like oh you, you want to go buy a coke let's go buy a coke and don't think about what you're wearing when you're going to go and buy yeah. that coke or whatever uh, um, as, and I know that my, my partner sometimes can be like oh I really love these people but do we have to maybe they're not going to you know and you have these doubts creeping in and and then he writes and I'm like doing the dishes preparing for the stuff and, and then it ends it becomes really well in the end anyway I also have um, when it, another reaction that I might I can have by, when I'm overwhelmed with doubt is that I like kind of go into my shell of and yeah. like pausing from people for like two weeks of just like not talking, not being responsible, eating a lot of chocolate and <laughs> which is which games. is never <laughs> wrong. Yeah, <laughs> one thing uh, that. I've came across as well is a disease that is related to like overly doubting yourself. Mm. Um, it is called the imposter syndrome. And it is basically describing that... I really thought that was something else. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. But I thought it was just like really what it says. Like you you think you're someone that you're not, basically. Yeah, I had no idea. I'd actually, like I'd, I have to admit my vocabulary gap here. Like I didn't know what imposter means. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. I still don't. I just know from context now because <laughs> I've read about the disease. I'm being 200% uh, honest here today. Uh, no, but it, it's basically imposter syndrome. People are believing that their success only depends on luck and other factors, but not on their own skills and abilities. And, it's um, hard. Yeah, and they believe that they do not deserve success and they're really doubting themselves and it's it's interesting because i mean in this in the definition of the disease they also say that doubting is actually healthy because if you never doubt yourself you're like having this overconfidence uh problem and you actually might end up taking really poor decisions because you always think that whatever you think and whatever you do is like best and you don't really locate yourself in a context you know a healthy amount of doubting is actually good yeah because it helps you avoid being like an overconfident oh, yeah. idiot. Yeah. That, yeah. Like Trump. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or not sorry. Yeah. Or not sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was my first reaction. I was trying to imply that. And this is me speculating wildly. But imagine that you're in a relationship with a person that is has the uh, negative side effects of the imposter syndrome. It doesn't like the person suffering from this syndrome will 
not be able, maybe not be able to appreciate what it actually has already achieved because you're only doubting when, yeah. it, when, like, when is this going to go away or when I'm yeah. not deserving of this. So. Yeah, I'm not deserving this. And uh, it's like, why am I constantly lucky and others are not? And mm. this is must be like not fair and I should not have this. And mm. if you tie this into like uh, job success, for example, and um I would say that a lot of job success is related to your performance being great. Mm. Unfortunately, also a lot of other like selective factors are probably getting active there. But yeah. if it's really sad if you uh, work really hard and then you can't, you have like you're lacking the ability to just like actually see that. Like pat yourself on the back and yeah. say, "Hey, you did a good job. Like yeah. you're you're here and you've done this." You must be like restless and feeling guilty all the time. That sounds really hard. Actually, um, the study or like people have been researching around that uh, imposter syndrome and they said that it's affecting women more than men or it's more likely to affect women and not only in professional settings, but also in academic settings, mm. which is related to, you know, like his, his history facts of like, you know, women for very long weren't having access to as much education as men had. And um, that resulted in women believing that they, it can't be right that they are, you know, better achieving nowadays in some fields or not, not in some fields, but in general, like whenever a woman was uh, better than like male uh, competitors, they would be having a higher probability to actually doubt that they deserve that, mm. which is very is it, sad. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to to pull a, make a connection with what you were saying in the beginning and how you were talking to your mm. friend. Like, do you like? I can feel that I feel like I recognize these like certain issues when it comes to being female and and, mm. and achieving things. And I was wondering, and, and like when you look up to someone, uh, like a woman having worked hard, you're, you don't, I don't know, it's there. They seem to be very like disregarding of of uh, this kind of um, phenomenon or whatever. They're like, mm. you shouldn't take any crap, or you shouldn't, uh, mm. like you, you're strong and independent, and you, you know, it continues on. But um, like, do you feel like maybe partly you are? you are unable to see that you've done a lot of good things and that your friend was the one that kind of helped you see that, that you have actually achieved this. Like you have actually just handed in this master thesis. It's not circumstantial. It's not mm. you've put in work and you've handed in the master thesis. It's um interesting turn on that because I haven't seen it that way. Maybe because it was a conversation among two like, female identifying oh. persons. So it didn't feel like I didn't see the gender aspect in there. But I think I it is partly true that I do take like things for granted that I do because you know it seems to be normal mm. and it seems to be like it kind of has been my job for the last years to you know work towards this moment of finishing my master thesis and then you just think like well this is how it should be and there's no other way but the, I think it's sometimes nice to also take into consideration that you know I could have failed it I could have taken like a lot of different directions I could have decided to not finish my studies and all of those ways would have been equally fine yeah. they would have been different but there's no like you know only this is correct and all the others would have been crap so mm. Yeah, it was it it was I mean it was a very nice moment for me to yeah. have someone pointing that out 
to uh, me, but yeah. I have I have to like personally I do uh so I I kind of speak flu- fluent basically like <laughs> basically fluent French and I've learned French in as an adult like I started studying French when I was 20 and uh, uh, I mean and I, I, I know when people say like hey you this really cool you speak French you know that's really cool um, they kind of people ask like I always uh, explain yeah I learned it because my partner is French you know but I actually started studying French before I met him or people ask about my origins so like you guys spoke French when you were a kid because mm, my father's oh, Moroccan yeah. or whatever um, and I do like at some point it's not, sometimes I always have to remind myself that hey I speak French you know and it's a new language and like 10 years ago I didn't speak it at all I've learned that and that's good uh, like I'm it's something I tell myself because you forget that you have put in an effort somewhere. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. Stop <laughs> doubting, just do it. <laughs> um I was <laughs> I wanted to, um, uh, to, this is going to be, I mean, it might be a bit heavy and we don't, we're not specialists on this topic, but when you were saying we were going to have, um, doubts as a subject, Mm. uh, it's, it's fairly big. And the first thing that came to mind for me was like life and death Yeah, and like uh, how, like mainly like, you know, we have like, what's our purpose on, on on the planet and and uh it's something that i have um like so i'm a non-religious western like born and raised in sweden person and very like we have uh it's quite individualistic and like we need to you know achieve things and and be self-sufficient mm-hmm. and some sometimes i f- i have this feeling of is is this really it is this what i'm this is what life is is this what it is mm-hmm. you know um, and it makes me like really doubt. Like so, uh, um, one of my favorite books uh, is um, uh, this. I don't know if the translation is "The Stranger." I think it's "The Stranger." It's a l'étranger by uh, mm-hmm. Albert Camus. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it in English, but Albert Camus. Mm-hmm. And one of the themes that um, <laughs> Albert <laughs> Albert. <laughs> uh, one of the themes that uh, uh, is lifted in in the book is like how. Ab- uh, absurd life is in a way and when I like when I read that book and it felt like it really resonated with me and how how I perceive the world kind mm. of and it had uh, it had like two major consequences on my life like one was that like for a few months after having read the book I was just saying to myself like nothing has makes sense nothing has like any purpose so I can mm. just do whatever I want and and you know because that's that's what life's about. But then after after a while, it's it added to to me feeling very sad, like kind of going into a depression. Because if you keep repe- repeating to yourself like yeah, nothing, nothing has a purpose, mm. yeah, then after a while you kind of in- integrate that into your being, and you're like, so if nothing ma- makes sense, why am I here? Like, what what's my purpose? And I know this is is really really heavy, but uh, but like what 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 are your f- reactions? Like what are you feeling when I'm talking about um, this? Do you recognize like, it in some way or not? I think I do. Um, I would say that I'm in some some kind of sense religious, and like I'm picking whatever I like out of 
like my Protestant upbringing background and um, identify with some of these concepts. But then I also believe in science. And I think then, I, you know, at some point I reached that crisis of, you know, having to decide for myself, like, can I then even say that I believe in religion because so much of it doesn't make sense to me? And why do I hold on to that concept? And mm. I, this, I think it's a major crisis that, you know, so many philosophers, yeah, yeah. and you, people have, you know, thought about like, what is the purpose of our being? What is like the meaning of life? And what is the goal and you know is there like do we come from somewhere and do we head somewhere and all that I can totally identify with it and I think that what comes into um, place for me there or what matters for me is that I really like I think I hold on to some aspects of religion because it's some kind of a collective in a group and I like to be part of something because that gives me a lot of security or mm. a sense of belonging and doesn't have to be you know religion or so but yeah I don't know I like to hold on to some kind of concept that it's not just nothing out there or mm. you know it's, the, it's quite reassuring yeah. as a thought like to to I mean I don't I don't have the conviction but I imagine like if you if you believe that the, that it is, then it's or that you believe that there's a purpose, and if the purpose is only you know having a good time and being with other yeah. people, having a good time, that's that's, that's what my ex said. He was he would drink like bottles of alcohol and be like, life's just for fun, you know. Yeah, and then you'd be hang hungover, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And it isn't fun for a while, but it, you know, you get back there eventually. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to add this little side note that I when we were talking about this, I just remember um, something. My I think it was my history teacher long like years back said that one thing we've noticed like a tendency that we've noticed while studying history is that all these philosoph philosophical thoughts um, emerge out of well um, like well established functioning societies um, and he was referencing like the uh, Roman Empire mm. with, and like uh, like democracy was born in ancient Greek, I think, though, mm. Greece, um, and how we notice, like, so they think a lot, they thought a lot about, like, what's life and what's death and what's after and what's, like, mm -hmm. what's the purpose. And we uh, kind of pulling the link to today where at least in in uh, Europe, life is pretty stable and, and we have security. So we start to think a lot about life and, like, a purpose and stuff. And and it, sometimes I just tell myself when I'm when I'm doubting and just like, just stop thinking about this thing, these things, because they're kind of like it's you can't really answer these questions. So it would only bear you sadness or or unhappiness unless you find an answer and you'll be famous forever. But, you know, um, and I, I kind of. I grew up in a family. We were quite poor, and 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 we had a lot of love in 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 our family. Instead, like we were very open. Which open can doors be, to, you know, being all cheesy now, but which can be like really rich if you, yeah. you know, it can be really rich if you have that because yeah. you know money doesn't money doesn't buy you that happiness. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, something that when I when we he was talking about this, I was thinking about how this is very it's going to sound very ignorant but like how when you look at videos from from i don't know when, when they just um they uh, they had killed the last no killed off the last ebola virus or something mm -hmm. uh, i don't remember where it was but we saw a video of people just dancing and being happy and you know these people are not necessarily super wealthy um and that happiness 
that you can have without the money. And I don't know, there's, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm not really tying up the sack well here, but I feel like maybe, maybe we're just overthinking. Maybe we need basic things like going to work, getting stuff to eat, um, and just being surrounded by people you love. And that mm -hmm. is happiness. And we don't, if we kind of have the necessity to only just do that, then we will appreciate it a bit more and not sit here and just philosophize about what's li what life is you know just like put that aside for some time i don't know i'm just speculating but no yeah. i'm i hear you on that i uh, i can't summarize it now in yeah. one sentence yeah. but i've been you know silently <laughs> nodding along here yeah. um uh, yeah so uh, as a quintessence what a fancy word uh, <laughs> to wrap up this uh doubtful episode uh, maybe we can say that you know just you know doubt a little bit less and do a little bit more mm -hmm. and uh, eventually this is gonna you know result in a bit more happiness because hopefully yeah that's that's what we say life should be about a yeah. little bit more <laughs> and um, now it's about time to release you into uh, whatever you're planning to do thanks for tuning in and goodbye Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned. <laughs>